Black Lives Matter. Duh. Y'all heard? Count us off, man. One, two, three. Hey, Hey, everybody. everybody. This is Y'all Heard, a podcast where me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips, record on a weird schedule. But regardless of when this comes out, Black Lives Matter, they always have and they always will. Yeah. That's two weeks in a row that I'm doing good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, wait, did you say what this podcast is? Nope. (laughs) In other words... We tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. We shouldn't have to tell you Black Lives Matter. Right. But you do need to know. (laughs) Yeah, you do need to know that. And if you don't know, sadly, now you know. So, yeah. Marissa, what are you doing to support the cause? Did you put up, like, a black square yesterday? And I was gonna, but then I, I, I don't know. Whenever something like that happens, I feel like I'm like, this seems too, like easy and trendy maybe so i would like need to read up on it to make sure it's coming from the right place so then i decided that not i decided like i mean like after reading about it it seemed like it was trying to motivate people to stop posting like silly things but to still post things that like are of use so no i didn't do the black square yesterday i was reading into george floyd and what he was like beyond what we see mm-hmm. um there's a basketball player, well, retired basketball player, Steven Jackson, who was from a lot of teams, but last he was from the Clippers, I think I just said, um, who actually knew George Floyd personally because they look a little bit similar, and they met each other, and they used to call each other twin, and he used to call George Floyd his brother. And he's, like, leading the charge with Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and everything. I think he's really influential so i was just like poking through his instagram posts because it was helpful because sometimes you're like like what am i supposed to look at if anyone's um interested it's underscore s-t-a-k-5 underscore and it was just i I, as someone who personally knew george floyd like i at least like like where he's coming from so I, i i like reading up on his stuff and i have been looking into local black organizations and businesses that i can donate to there is a uh, organization in Philly. If you live in Philly, you have to be familiar with those people that go around playing uh, drum lot, like playing snare drums and having a guy dressed like Elmo dance in front of them. And they're all about promoting positivity. And it's like, put down your guns, pick up your drums. And they're just trying to promote positivity and, you know, black issues during this whole time. And trying to keep things, you know, like trying to bring positivity to black lives during all this. So I have, I just reached out to them to see if I can give them money. And I'm researching who I think, who I'm learning is the best to give money to. I'm also finding like bail funds in Philly for protesters who get arrested. Because there's a shit ton of people who just got arrested. So I'm just trying to do stuff locally. I think uh, one thing you can do if you haven't already... (laughs) Just listen to the episode of Blake's Takes, for God's sakes, that came out, I think, today. I just um, did, yeah. That, I, I like that, that last part was wonderful. <laughs> what do you do if uh, you're dating not, somebody who's racist? Oh, yeah, exactly. I'm going to do that. And then something happened, I had to get up. I was like, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was really nice. Also, this sounds so small, but... um. I'm engaging in small, awkward conversations with people that 
I mean, if you're already in love with Trump, I mean, that's a lost cause almost. But um, people who seem confused, they are for black lives, but they seem confused about the protests Mm -hmm. and confused about just what's happening. And there are teachable moments. I am not black, but I am not white. And I have an interesting, interesting perspective because my family is all Hispanics, half of which are light-skinned Hispanics, half of which are dark-skinned Hispanics. Generally, we're united, thank God. But I feel like there is a slight difference in opinions. And this is a teachable moment. Yes. Yeah. So uh, anything you want to share, Pete? I think I was with you on the, the black square thing. I thought Not it was I, bad. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah, but like I, I was under the impression that it was like a, um, a gesture for like people who have influence, and I was yeah. like, who the hell am I? So, <laughs> but then I saw normal people putting it up too, and I was like, well, gosh, I don't want anybody. But ultimately, if I'm gonna be really honest and sad about it, I didn't want to put it up. And then, like, next year or, like, two months from now, I'll be scrolling through my thing and be like, oh, I remember that when we all wanted racism to end, but it still hasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But then last night I was going to – I made a donation to – ah, shit. (laughs) It was – it was it's one spot where you can donate, and it divvies your donation up to 12 different organizations. So I did that, and then I was going to, like, post a picture of that, like, donate here but then i i don't know then i accidentally read something from the musical artist saint vincent who was getting like people were shitting on her because i I, it was really unclear but she was just like yeah i should have just kept to myself and done what i was gonna do and not put it out there in the public because sometimes people are shitty (laughs) so so i was like yeah "Yeah, that's a good point i and Oh, I feel ahead. like the people that know me would be like, oh, Pete didn't put up a black square. I always thought he was racist. No, I think they're going to be like, <laughs> um, I don't know, Pete didn't put up a black square. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody's going to believe that I'm racist just because I didn't. It's like uh, like I, I did my thing. I feel good about it. I, yeah, told, yeah. I told our listeners about it. So I only like put it a little bit out there. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing. I I felt a little bit bad. I mean, I felt I felt I know this is not the main priority, but I felt for people who I know support the cause, but like didn't really know what they were supposed to do. Like, I mean, I wasn't I, I wasn't like thinking, oh, is Pete gonna put a black square? But um. Yeah, like you. I know that you are uh, uh, an ally, but like to black people. But like, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Like, yeah, we're not like influencers. And even when there were influencers, like some of them were putting the black square and hashtag a Black Lives Matter by mistake, and then people, people were yelling were jumping at. Jumping on, yeah. I know, and the thing is, like, I, I don't know. I'm not black and I'm not white, so like, I don't think people are like getting on me as fast as maybe a, a white person if they handle it poorly. And I, I kind of like, I kind of felt for people and I felt like people needed to at least look at if people were trying. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It, it was just really interesting. And then there are some people that never said anything at all or, or about black lives and then just put the black square and I'm like, did they beat it? Did they feel like they were going to be bullied if they didn't? 
Like, and I don't know. It's just so many ways to go about it. I think people need to at least it's more important to see if people are trying rather than to yell at them if they're doing it slightly wrong. Educating right. is good. I but think, like I think that's jumping the thing, on like, people is gonna wanna make them like not do anything. Yeah. Everybody kinda has their own path to sort of figure you know what that's everything right like everybody has their own path to figuring out everything yeah um, i was telling marissa about how one of my students was really rude in one of the discussion forums in my class and i just deleted her post and i don't Good. care if she if she is offended by it because like she didn't have to be rude about it like somebody was trying to help and and that's the thing i think everybody's gonna find their own way to where they're gonna go and to tell people that they're to tell people that they're doing it wrong, you know? Yeah, Like, yeah. there's some people... It's it's a really complicated issue, but there's some people, yeah, who I think are not going to be able to change everything about themselves. Um, and so, can you, like you're saying, just be satisfied with they're trying to move in the right direction? You know, like, as a Catholic person, sometimes you go to church and they're like, you're all sinners, you're all sinners. And it's like, yeah, but I'm fucking trying, man. Come on, give me a break. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I think there's something, you know, similar there where it's like, if you're if you're trying and you're making a good effort, you know, people can't, can only, like, you know, come down on you so much. But, yeah. Yeah. You want an icebreaker? <laughs> yeah, let's have an icebreaker. <laughs> This is a palate cleanser. Okay. I have been getting this in my affiliate ads, you know what I mean? Yeah. This has been popping up, not everywhere I go, but some places that I go. And I I know why now, and I will tell you at the end. Okay. (laughs) But Marissa, somebody who loves and cares about you, how about we make it each other (laughs) in this situation? Okay. Okay. I give you a shirt, and on it, just huge letters, it just says MILF. What? Please! Are you going to wear it, and if so, where are you going to wear it? I'm going to wear it with you. That's... I'm going to wear it either in my house or with you, and that's it. (laughs) Because... What if it's, like, so, so, so comfortable? Okay, then I'm going to wear it for pajamas every day. Like, every day. And if you go uh, visit your family? I mean, maybe not with my family. But, like, I'd wear it, like, with my boyfriend. I'd wear it with my friends. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought about that little Wayne quote that I put on a collage. Oh, story. yeah. <laughs> yeah, your that family little... doesn't take well to me. Yeah, that you... <laughs> They thought you thought I was trashy or something. I don't know. Yeah, I would wear it in front of people in the house. Um, and I would... I would visit. It. I would wear it with you around Wilkesbury. Maybe not around Philly. I feel like that would be someone would talk to me. <laughs> if they talk to me in Philly, I, don't, I mean in Wilkesbury, I don't care. But <laughs> yeah. So wait, what? How is this opposite? I give you a shirt that says Dilf. No, you give me a shirt that says Milf. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, where do you wear it? See, it's like, but I mean, if you gave me one that said Dilf, I would wear it more often. <laughs> That's the thing. It's different when it's my own gender, but because uh, I'd wear a shirt that said "Dad" all the fucking time. Of if I had course you would. We all yeah, know that. <laughs> if I had a shirt that said "Mom," people would think I have a child. Right. So it's a little bit different. So okay, what's what's your answer? 
if I had a shirt that said DILF on it, I would wear it in the same places that I would wear a shirt that says MILF on it. I don't think <laughs> I would have any. And, like, if I'm going to be honest, my place to sort of litmus test fashion. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you want to call it fashion. I like that. I shirts like that. with messaging is the grocery store. <laughs> Oh, so you'd wear this to the grocery store? And most often, it's children who stop and say, I like your shirt. <laughs> oh, oh, that'd be fun. So, yeah, I think, I think yeah, I would try, I would be unnerved, but I would try to wear it. Um, I mean, I know. guess my dream would be wearing it to a grocery store with you. <laughs> <laughs> While I wear mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then would we wear opposite ones? <laughs> <laughs> because the know. other part of it is the eye, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm wearing it, does this just mean I love myself? <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit weird. Um, the reason that I am having this shirt advertised to me is... I, uh, where was I? Yeah, what the fuck? That's weird. I was looking at, like, stupid shirts someplace, and if you follow through on the ad, it takes you to a shirt, and then, like, underneath the letters, it says, man, I love to fart. (laughs) Oh, okay. No. (laughs) I don't like that. Yeah. That seems... I could see them marketing, like, novelty t-shirts to you in a heartbeat yeah <laughs> so yeah that's fun well speaking of children coming up to me at a grocery store when i wear a shirt that says milf what this is something that actually happened right no um okay. no actually um the last one was a little kid who liked my duck wearing a duck floaty shirt mm-hmm. okay very meta the kid was way ahead of his time <laughs> how old did this kid look uh he was sitting in the basket like facing oh, his mom like so he was young <laughs> okay so you're gonna say bathroom that <laughs> anyway marissa uh-huh the term toddler temptation which was previously reserved oh. for criminals <laughs> fuck has found new life on social media platforms marissa have you heard of it no, what the fuck is this? Great, great. I'm so happy. Today I'm going to tell disgusting. you, Marissa, about the Toddler Temptation Challenge. Yes, which does sound disgusting. Is it as disgusting as it sounds? The pitch is simple, Marissa, because it's been done since the 1960s. Put a tempting treat in front of a kid. Tell them that they oh. have to wait until they eat it. Leave the kid alone while you secretly record them. I know what that is. That's not what that sounds like. The result is one of two hilarious comedic outcomes. Watch the kid lunge at the food with reckless abandon, or watch them quiver in painful agony as they attempt to restrain themselves from eating. (laughs) And if this sounds familiar, you might be familiar with the Stanford Marshmallow Experiment of 1972. Oh, I don't know. I just feel like I was watching people do it on social media. Before we dig into that, though, let's talk about the trend, because I felt that that was the part that I would need to prove to Marissa. What, that people are doing it on social media? Yeah. I was really upset that they were, because I was like, what the fuck is this? I, 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 oh, I know why I know about this. Because a Kardashian did it. Yes. And I was like, this looks cool and weird. So if you go to the store and you buy a bike, and then you mm-hmm. go home and you post on social media like, hey, I got a bike. Where are some good trails to ride my bike? 
And then you Google, like, bike accessories or why do my thighs hurt when I ride my bike for too long. <laughs> also, uh, the fact that you mentioned bike and trails just sounded funny to me. It was <laughs> intentional for you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you will be guided ultimately into a biking community of some sort. Like, social media groups and targeted ads and suggested follows will all be based around bike stuff. Similarly, if you have a child... You will also get guided into a community of online parents, which are often oddly separated by gender. And when something resonates with your community, you have to partake, especially if you've been stuck in a house for three months straight. You don't have to partake. I haven't done a choreographed dance yet. Yet. <laughs> yeah, oops, I meant I haven't. <laughs> so celeb and normie parents alike have bonded over tempting their child with candy, snacks, cookies, and essentially gratification my parents did that i would be like what's your problem you're like fucked up <laughs> kylie jenner gabrielle union tori roloff oh, gabrielle union i thought you knew better than that tyler hubbard hubbard jason aldean does he even have a child i don't know i wish tyler perry did it and Many other celebrities that I've never heard of are taking part in this challenge. Why? Because it's fun to mess with kids. That's it. You mess with kids because they're dumber than you. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> they don't realize that there is no direct consequence to eating the treat, except perhaps the disappointment on your parents' face, but, like, that's it. And the sooner that you get used to looking at that, the easier your life will be. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, you're not teaching your kids anything. I would like to say that um, I think people should do this, but with adults. That's all. I, it got really dark when I tried to think of it as from an adult perspective. I mean, why? Elaborate. Because there's so many people who are needy and who, you know, just some people who need and some people who just disgustingly want, you know? <laughs> Oh, when I when I imagined it, I definitely didn't imagine it was like people of need. I just imagined it was like spoiled rich people get having stuff in front of them that they don't need, but will they take it anyway? Yeah, yeah. That's how I imagined it. That's also gross, though. I mean, it is, but yeah. <laughs> Psychologists say that delay of oh. <laughs> there's some fun what? stuff in here, okay? Psychologists say that delay of gratification is something that a child isn't supposed to have when they're a toddler. So in a way, you're not really measuring a child's abilities at all. You're just teasing them. And with this new trend, toddlers are actually getting ripped off. In the Stanford Marshmallow Experiment, the rules were simple. As most people remember them, anyway. You put a kid in a room with nothing around, no toys or anything that could occupy their time. You put one marshmallow in front of them, and you explain that if they sit there and they don't eat the marshmallow while you're gone, they can have two marshmallows when you come back. If they eat the one by the time you return, that's all they get, just the one. And then you leave for 15 minutes and you creepily observe them through a two-way glass to see what happens. And then when you come back, you deliver on the instructions whether or not they ate it. Yeah, okay. That's uh, so weird. There were actually more versions of the test, uh, some that had toys in the room, some where the marshmallow was left in the room, sometimes with pretzels, sometimes they would hide the marshmallow. whole bunch of stuff going on, a whole bunch of varieties. In one of them, which seemed particularly twisted to me, it was like they showed you four toys, they put each of the toys in a box, they put the toys behind the kid, and then they put the marshmallow out. And then they left, and you weren't allowed to play with the toys or touch the marshmallow. And it was like, what the hell, man? What, what's the point of that? 
According to Wikipedia, the three separate experiments demonstrate a number of significant findings. Effective okay, yeah, delay. So. Effective delay of, of gratification depends heavily on the cognitive avoidance or suppression of the reward objects while waiting for them to be delivered. Additionally, when the children thought about the absent rewards, it was just as difficult to delay gratification as when the reward items were directly in front of them. Conversely, mm. when the children in the experiment waited for the reward and it was not visibly present, they were able to wait longer and attain the preferred reward. The okay. Stanford Marshmallow Experiment is important because it demonstrated that effective delay is not always achieved by merely thinking about something other than what we want, but rather it depends on the suppressive and avoidance mechanisms that reduce frustration. So, if you could sit there and just be like, 15 minutes? I mean, I'm going to get it in 15 minutes. What's 15 minutes? I'll just sit here and chill. Yeah. Then you're cool. At the end of this next piece is um, my favorite kid. The frustration of waiting for a desired reward is demonstrated nicely by the authors when they describe the children's behavior. They made up quiet songs, hit their head on their arms, pounded the floor with their feet, that sounds horrible. fiddled playfully and teasingly with the signal bell. The signal bell you were supposed to hit if you like couldn't take it anymore and you needed the person to come back and just give you your one marshmallow. <laughs> okay. And they verbalized the contingency. They prayed to the ceiling and so on. The children? Yes. In one, this that's is my... When you, that's when you look through the glass and you stop the experiment. This is my favorite. In one dramatically effective self-distraction technique, after obviously experiencing much agitation, a little girl rested her head, sat limply, relaxed herself, and fell asleep. Oh, that's what I would do if I was a child. <laughs> and then they did, after this test, they did what researchers do. They followed the kids to see how they turned out. The longer the kids were able to hold off eating a marshmallow, the more likely they were to have higher SAT scores and fewer behavioral problems, the I researchers thought you were said. I thought they had, like, severe problems <laughs> in life. The results were taken to mean that if only we could teach kids to be more patient, they would have greater self-control, and perhaps they'd achieve these benefits as well, the higher SAT scores and less behavior problems. The study also showed that they even had a better body mass index. <laughs> What the fuck? So the kids are hotter, smarter, and more controlled. <laughs> That's weird. Well, Chubby Checker, let's do the twist. That's so weird. <laughs> because the kids who were studying the experiment were all taken from the Stanford University Daycare Center, where the kids under care were mostly those of employees at the university. And if you've attended or worked at a college, you know the kind of kids that I'm talking about. I feel like any intellectual who is raising a child, the child is unwittingly participating in an experiment oh, of balancing ambition and sensitivity. Ugh. So it's no surprise they are better academic performers and they have fewer documented behavioral issues. And since smart is sexy, of course they have a lower body mass index. <laughs> Okay. Wait, so well, I, I, I'm sorry. We talked about it, but I like, forgot already. When when was the Stanford experiment? Uh, the one I'm talking about is from 72. Okay. There has not been a formal one since then? Oh, there is? has. Oh, okay. Oh, and all the, the experiment taught us nothing practical about rearing children. Cool. <laughs> Quote, the findings in the study were never intended to be prescriptions for application. I feel like that's probably how almost every study in the 70s went. <laughs> it had to do with human behavior. 
See, they did the wild shit. Right, because, please, guys, don't get confused. This is not the Stanford prison experiment, which is dramatically different. When was that? I don't know. Oh, okay. From the movies that I've seen, it looks like it's around the same time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, just down the hall, there were men screaming and rioting. Uh, sounds like the child equivalent, but okay. So the results were never intended to be prescriptions for application, according to Yuichi Shada, the co-author of the 1990 paper, which linked the delay of gratification to SAT scores. Uh, they said this in an email. And the man who, who is most credited with the study, Walter Mischel, said in 2015, the idea that your child is doomed if she chooses not to wait for the marshmallow is a really serious misinterpretation. Yeah. <laughs> that was in response to a redo of the study where they used 10 times as many kids. And here's what they found in that study, according to Vox. While successes at the marshmallow test at age 4 did predict achievement at age 15, the size of the correlation was half of that of the original paper. And the correlation almost vanished when Watts and his colleagues controlled for factors like family background and intelligence. Oh, that's interesting. That means if you have two kids who have the same background environment, they have the same kind of parenting, They are the same ethnicity, same gender, they have a similar home environment, and they have a similar early cognitive ability, Watts says. If one of them is able to delay gratification and the other one isn't, does that matter? Our study says... No. Eh, probably not. Yeah, okay. Could you imagine that? You had like a whole study funded, and then at the end you're like, eh, probably not. (laughs) Yeah, that's a mess. Interesting. The article goes on to add something else interesting for all of us, parents and non. It is also worth mentioning that research on self-control as a whole is going through a re-evaluation. Namely, that the idea that people have self-control because they're good at willpower, i.e. effortful restraint, Uh is looking more and more like a myth. Interesting. People who say they are good at self-control are often people who live in environments with fewer temptations. Oh, that's interesting. Similarly, the idea that willpower is finite known in academic literature as ego depletion, has also failed more rigorous recent testing. Ego depletion refers to the idea that self-control or willpower draws upon a limited pool of mental resources that can be used up. So, for example, you get old and your brain's not as sharp as it used to be, and now you have no willpower, so you, like, shit your pants or something. Like, no. (laughs) There's a different reason you're shitting your pants. Yeah, yeah. When the energy for mental health act, or for mental activity is low, self-control is typically impaired, which would be considered a state of ego depletion. Okay. Where There's did another, you get most of this information? I forgot. Did you say Wikipedia that? Wikipedia and Vox. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just curious. There's also um, something. I, I was having trouble figuring out which test this came from, but Walter Mischel said that the redo of one of the tests was flawed because what he used to do in the very first tests is he would say, Marissa, uh-huh. here's a pretzel stick. Uh-huh. And we know I cannot let go. Like, I could not resist a pretzel stick. I'm going to leave. You ring this bell, and I will come back and give you a pretzel stick, okay? Okay. I leave the room. You ding the bell. Uh-huh. I come back, I give you a pretzel stick. And we go, that was cool, right? I'm going to do it again. Mm-hmm. I would come back, give you the pretzel stick. 
they would do this three or four times, and this was an effort to build up trust with the subject. Yeah, yeah. So that the kid didn't think, like, you know, well, if I just ring the bell, <laughs> he's never going to come back anyway, so... Yeah. So the future test didn't do that as much, probably because it takes up so much time. <laughs> oh. Um, then that's stupid. How could that even count? So that, but there was also so there was also this general feeling. I don't know if it was like a documented finding, but there was a general feeling that trust also played a part in whether or not a kid would eat the marshmallow instead of wait for the second marshmallow. Um, because if you come from a background where you have been raised to not trust people, especially people of authority, then you're just going to eat the marshmallow. <laughs> like, yeah, why would you wait? It doesn't make any sense. sense. Yeah. I mean, if my job told me, hey, we can give you 20 bucks now or we'll give you 60 bucks three months from now, I'd be like, give me my $20. Yeah, exactly. I um, don't trust you guys. Yeah, this isn't exactly the same, but my job... Oh, actually, so I keep wanting these extra resources for my job, like the AP Style Guide or like webinars. And they're like, sure, of course we'll give it to you. But you need to pay for it with your money, and, and then we'll give you yeah, the money right. back. So I go, never mind. Mm -hmm. So and everyone's like really excited. They're like, oh, that'll be great when you get that. We could all use it. And then I'm like, no, never mind. So like, no, I don't trust you to pay me back. <laughs> Guys, never trust your jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had a. Listen, I grew up with the X Files. I learned not to trust people. Okay, trust no one. That's the yeah. tagline. Okay. Yep. They have uh, I forget what they call it, but like a tuition forgiveness type of program. So if you go to get a master's degree, uh, they will pay for your master's degree 20% each year until it's gone. So over Did the course of five that? years, over the course of five years, your master's will be paid for as long as you stay working at the school for the five years. And I was like, no, I don't trust you. I'll pay for it out of pocket. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so Pete, what? Oh, is that the end? That's all that I have, yes. <laughs> I guess what I was say is, like, what's what's your takeaway from what you've learned? I think it really is just a matter of, like, messing with kids. I don't think yeah. that Kylie Jenner is doing something so that she can, like, demonstrate or, like, document any psychological activity. No, of course she's not. And if we're honest... Not a question, Pete. All the cutest kids are, like, normal people's kids. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, she so, doesn't yeah, Like, kid, you know what? This isn't nice. People do it with dogs. You know, you put the treat down, you go, hey, stay. Yeah, oh my God, I hate stay. that. I'm like, what do you think we're doing? I'm going to put down it? your food bowl, and when I say you can go to it, then you can come to it. And oh the dog God. is just like, yeah. just like drooling, and its tail is wagging, and it's just like, just let me have some food. I know, I hate <laughs> So, really, that. what you're doing in that situation as any trainer will tell you, is that you are demonstrating your dominance over the dog because the dog can't do what it wants to do. It has to do what you tell it to do. And if that's what you're trying to do with your kids, yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> I would just say my dog would not ever succeed in that one. And you know what? She was her own person. So, mm -hmm. so good for her. Good for you, Tanya. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. So guys, don't do that. Don't do yeah. that. It's weird. It's fucking um, weird. In terms of willpower, Marissa, how about you? You good at it? Ooh. Last night I made chocolate chip cookies. Uh, they're oatmeal chocolate chip cookies, 
and they have wheat flour in them because that's what I had. Yum. I know from past experience that if I eat an oatmeal cookie with wheat flour, there's too much fiber in it. This morning I had five cookies and two (laughs) cups of coffee, and it was bad. (laughs) Oh, did you do diarrhea? No, but it felt bad. <laughs> okay. And um, oh, uh, yeah. So yeah, like when it comes to willpower, I'm not really so great at it. Yeah, someone who my parents would like judge me and say it wasn't healthy to drink often when I lived with them when I was of age. Uh, I just mean like recently, like maybe a year or two ago, when no one was downstairs. Instead of having a full drink, I would just take like a sip's worth from multiple bottles and I've done that in my boyfriend's house and I've done that in a lot of you've done that on this podcast <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah I, I think I no I did that on the zoom party um I guess the only self-control I have is when it comes to stealing I lived in a store once where everyone was stealing shoes from it and I want yeah I worked at a baby shoe store that had a few adult oh, shoes oh okay and, okay okay yeah, everyone sold shoes and I was like oh I should steal a shoe and I was like no you bitch you don't do that <laughs> So I would say I have no self-control unless the law is involved. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. It's a good motivator. Yeah, so that's interesting. Poor children in the games people play for their own amusement. It's time for plugs. Speaking of playing, do you have any plugs? Uh, no connection. None at all. I, I plug that podcast Pete mentioned, Blake's Takes. Um, that is a, the, he has a, a fun Black Lives, well, it's not totally Black Lives Matter, but good, a fun, primarily Black Lives Matter podcast. Not, like, fun, but also informative. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, if you're like, I'm a white person, I don't know how to talk about it, he did a good job. I really enjoyed that. And I've been playing Animal Crossing. That's, that's it. I would like to plug a reminder to move your plants around a little bit. Why? Sometimes, like, a different light source is nice, you know? Oh, uh, okay. Like, move them from one window to another. Sometimes it's cool to, like, have a new friend next door. So, you know, like, move one to a place that's where it's with some other friends who it's never met before. If you had no friends, you do. I know I'm not saying you don't. If no, you I had. Don't. Uh, Pete, shut <laughs> If you had no friends. If. Ah, I can't talk. If you had no friends and no human contact for a prolonged period of time. Do you think you could become an ecosexual? <laughs> Why are you asking me that now? Because <laughs> uh, you're a plant person. That's not a big judgment on you. I'm just like, I'm not really a plant person. No, I don't think so. Okay. Too bad. I know that this sounds odd. <laughs> I know that this sounds Oh, really, I'm waiting. Really odd. Okay, guys. Yeah. But like, I think that consent. You know what? That's pretty attractive. <laughs> yeah, that's really true. Consent is... <laughs> and yeah. not like in a way to be like, I'm so woke, I would never rape somebody. But like, be that as it may. <laughs> yeah. I'm also saying that like, if somebody's like, yeah, I want to do you too. It's like, cool. <laughs> yeah, and the plants, you'll never get that. Yeah. Unless one day you go, if I, I want to have sex with you, give me a sign and over the next few days, you see the plant is leaned more towards your your bed. That might be a sign. Then you have to turn it so it doesn't just lo- grow too far. But then you do that and it just keeps growing towards your bed. 
<laughs> you get a cool spiral shape going. Guys, yeah, if you're experiencing that, tell me. I want to know about it. Let's talk this through. You can do that. 570-POD-11. <laughs> or you can find us on Twitter at Y'all Heard Pod. Slide into my DMs at Wrist Vandal. By the way, I just rejoined Twitter because I couldn't figure out <laughs> what the hell my password was. This didn't help anyone. But I was like, oh, I lost my Twitter password. It's fine. I don't need to be on Twitter. Then Trump tweeted something so ang- like so insane. Obviously, me tweeting at him isn't going to change anything. But I was so mad I couldn't not. So I created an account just to say a random comment to Trump that will achieve nothing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's where I was today. Let's be honest. My whiteout lead also tempted you. Oh, God, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> um, if you... Okay. That should be a topic. <laughs> Investigating that issue. Yeah, I'm How come you. a bunch of K-pop fans... Yeah, if you could tell me... So the Whiteout Wednesday, if you could tell me specifically, there was a lot of different things, like pictures of Whiteout, blah, blah, blah. I want someone to tell me why there was a lot of people tweeting videos of K-pop groups and specifically fan cam videos of K-pop groups, which I could be wrong, Pete, but I think fan cam is when they, like, post a video that's focused on one specific member. Like, it'll be, like, their music video but it'll only have shots from when that one specific member is there. Like, it'll okay. be, like, edited if you're a fan of that member. So please explain the correlation to me, because I don't get it. <laughs> and I feel real dumb. My favorite one said, White Out Wednesday, don't be stupid racists, stan BTS. What? <laughs> and then it was a video. <laughs> and then I saw a lot of stan BTS for clear skin or something like that. What? Is that something? I don't okay. understand what that means at all. Looks like you're going to be spending a lot of time on Twitter. <laughs> I just texted my friend, who's a fan of BTS, to explain it. But then, like, I was in a group chat. I think you got drowned out. And I just decided to not bother her. But, yeah, I'm going to have to, a day or two after, I'm going to have to explain it. Just the stupid ones that were like, oh, it's White Out Wednesday. Which one's your favorite? And then post a different brands of whiteout. I don't know. That one made me laugh. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, yeah. Guys, thanks for listening. Stay safe. A few people who listen to our podcast actually reached out to me to ask if I was safe. Guys, I'm fine. Just, you know, I don't I don't care. My I've been slightly inconvenienced so that people can protest. If it wasn't COVID, I would protest too. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, my neighborhood got looted a little bit, but, like, Whatever. The the Doc Martin store is looted, like but my apartment's fine. They I think I told you but they lit a place on fire three blocks from me. But like my apartment's fine. They got it it's not like attached to a business. I'm kinda nervous for people whose apartments are attached to businesses. But like Especially ones who sleep through a fire that occurred. Yeah, you know <laughs> what Pete? I was ago. actually thinking about you. <laughs> I was actually really thinking about you uh yesterday because I thought about that. But yeah, just uh you know Support support how you can, uh, even if the, the big protests and riots and things have calmed down by the time this episode comes out, the movement will still be strong. So, you know, do what you can. I personally, like I said, you know, trying is better than nothing, even if, you know, someone has to correct the way you're going about something or if you do like a slight faux pas, but your heart was in the right place. Like it's, it's fine. You know, just you're learning. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So um, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Yeah, hi.